um, tonight. Uh, so I need to see eyes on occasions and assume that you're taking notes or writing comments um, opposed to Snapchat and Instagram. That's fine, but I will need your attention tonight, for sure, for sure. Um, so I really want to get into things very quickly, which is why I came on early, because I really want to touch on some points tonight that I've been pondering on um, throughout the day, even as of yesterday. Um, and I want to share it with you all, again, to bring some things to your reminder. I was asking Pastor Crystal today, I said, do you have PT's book, Rebuilding the Broken Walls? Because there are some important messages, important points that PT touched on during in that book. And I will find it by Force by Fire. You've got a copy. Oh, guys. Oh, you're going to have to bring it now then, guys, because there's something important that I need to find. Good evening. Good evening. There's me thinking, I, I, I think I remember, I want to use the word stealing. I stole Pastor Crystal's one, and I don't know where I've put it. It's either that or she's just misplaced it. Um, that's like prized possession. That's memorabilia. Um, so thank God there's two. How did you get one, Pastor Crystal? I mean, Pastor Priscilla. Domicella. You stole Pastor Crystal's. Not mine, because Oh, she said she stole Pastor Colliday's. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. Oh, wow. This one has been through the fire. Um, maybe I need to see myself on the screen now so I know what it's being shown. Um, this one has been through the fire. Look how fresh, as in not fresh, but clear. Uh, PT looked here. It's out of focus, but I, I guarantee. Aha, uh -huh, look at that. Wow, that's, that's Ife's face though. <laughs> that's Ife's face. I love it. Okay, so that's rebuilding the broken walls. And um, I'm going to speak on Nehemiah tonight, actually. I'm really going to go into some scriptures and some raw reading. Um, and I'm hopefully, hopefully going to introduce you again to our role in nation building um, because our constant theme throughout the family will always be uh, the conversation of nationalism and if we're going to rebuild if we're going to structure if we're going to organize ourselves again according to what God predestined for us then we need to be reminded of our intended call and so I'm going to fo focus emphatically on nationalism, I'm going to focus emphatically on our contribution and our building so that we can build effectively. Is that okay tonight, family? Is that all right tonight? Awesome. You know, I'm very conscious that, again, I'm going to have to go back to come up, you know, with these, with these kind of talks. But I have to think about things like how we were brought up when we were shared the word and when we were taught growing up, you do realize the things that were given to us or taught to us wasn't anything like how to become a soldier. Our parents actually subconsciously or whatever, they brought us up in emotion, in feeling, 
opposed to how to become a soldier. And as we get into these scriptures tonight, I really want us to pay attention to what we were called to do originally so that we can fulfill our roles. And so I will speak from Nehemiah, I will speak from Genesis, I will speak from Acts. And again, I'm trying to show you something tonight. Can I first start with this disclaimer? In order to build, you don't need money first. You don't. That's not the first ingredient into nation building. Can I let you guys know something that is crucial at this point for all of us? Is that the best way for us to pursue any agenda, if any people are going to be powerful in the world, it's their coming together with ideology or with an ideology. That is the most powerful thing that we have presented as a family is we stand together as one. We're unified with one language, one word. That solidifies our fight. That actually uh, confirms our call. That's what makes us nationalist. There's a difference between, okay, what we were introduced to, and even with religion, and when we did church growing up, we were introduced to individualism instead of nationalism. When we were read scriptures, we read ourselves in scriptures. We read our problems in scriptures. When we were reading the Bible, when we were taught Bible is how to fix your broken heart, how to fix your broken marriage, how to enter the divinity of much prosperity for yourself by yourself. Whereas when you begin to read the scripture that I'm going to read to you tonight, you will see that everything God was doing with certain individuals in scripture was introducing them to nationalism, nation building, people building. It is okay for us to build communities, guys. It is fine for us to build blacksmith community. It is fine for us to do uh, the nail tip community, uh, media community. The next thing that we need to do with those communities is find how we can become economically viable. But that's still not even where we're going. The end result of everything that we're building, our community building, is so that we can nation build. We raise resources so that we can help people. We raise resources so that we can fix a broken generation. Now can I start with Nehemiah? Okay, let's read Nehemiah chapter 1 and we're going to read the whole thing guys. So please be patient. We're going to read it from one, the whole chapter 1 together. And again, if you've got a Bible for yourself, please you may want to open it. You may want to note this down because when we used to read this, or when I used to read this and even preach it, I used to preach it on the basis of God wants to fix your life for yourself. God wants to help you build for yourself. Build a business, build a marriage, build a family, build a home. Whereas actually there was something deeper within this and we're going to read it and then we'll go to Genesis. Please start reading, Mom. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah. In the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men. And I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. Yes. They said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the provenance, are in great trouble and disgrace. 
The wall of Jerusalem is broken down. Its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for you servants, for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly towards you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees and laws you gave your servant Moses. Verse 8. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses, saying, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. Good. Let's hold it there. Now, Nehemiah went to inquire about his people, the Israelites. So Nehemiah in this portion of scripture was actually introduced as a serviceman. He inquired about his people, the Israelites. What happened after this exile? They found that their, these, the Israelites, their homes had been taken. They were in disarray. They had been scattered all over. They had been abducted. They had been abused. So Nehemiah went and went, went on a petition to God. He went to go and decree for his people or cry out for his people. This is almost like the testimony of PT. When he came to the UK and saw the, the, the state of the black community, it was almost like the first cry. We have a problem here. These people do not have leadership. These people do not have somebody to come to to begin to build their lives with. So it's almost like PT took that space. Nehemiah was, again, I don't want to go ahead of myself, but I want you to follow me with this because this will help us a lot, I think. It's helped me a little bit more. So Nehemiah went to petition, but he said something interesting from verse 8. And I want you to read that to the end chapter for me again, Ma. But read it very well because I'm understanding something about instructions. And I always encourage us when we're hearing the word, as exciting and as fanciful as it can be at times, I'm always asking certain people to draw out instruction from the word. Because I think it's the instructions that come from word that make us. I will give you another scripture eventually. Proverbs chapter 4.13 will open that up for you a bit better. But we'll get there eventually. Read from verse 8, please, Mark. Remember the instructions. You gave your servant Moses. Listen to this carefully, guys. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses, saying, yeah. If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. Did you hear this? If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you amongst the nations. Have you seen Nigeria? I think their state is due to being unfaithful. They are scattered all over. And it's going to take a Nehemiah or a PT of this generation 
to go fix that nation. Because he said here, he said, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you amongst the nation, but... If you return to me and obey uh-huh. my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. Yeah. They are your servants and your people. Good. Whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. Mm. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. I was cupbearer to the king. I was cupbearer to the king. Eventually, I'm going to get there. But listen to this very carefully, guys. As I got what I understood from today, I think that, again, I'm going to focus on PT a lot, nationalism a lot, our contribution to the work a lot. I think PT was sent here just to train. Nigeria as it is, and allow me to speak about Nigeria as well, scattered in its state, is almost looking for the person that will come and rebuild the structures of that country. The issue that we have, or we will have, is that we think there's too many languages in Nigeria. That's not the issue. In fact, that's even the evidence that God is really real. The fact that there can be Hausa, Igbo, this, that, and the other, yet we are all one based on vision and identity. Identity is actually birthed through vision and cause. What will eventually happen, there will be the person, which I believe will be this PT and us as nation nationalists, that will go back and take Nigeria for what it was intended to be. A nation of people that thrive and help others, but there were some unfaithful behaviors that have caused them to become scattered. And the scattering is okay. What we now need to do is become the people who rebuild. We don't rebuild by having much money, guys. Money comes as a result of us building. Excuse me, when we were in Hermitage, did we have any money? Yet we were building according to what? Word. According to what? Instruction. We were hearing instruction on a day-to-day basis that caused us to mur ourselves together. Then eventually the byproduct of us coming together was money or is money. Economical resources. System building. There was not a blacksmith and son or a basketball nation then we decided to build. No, we decided to come together to build first and then the byproduct are these businesses, are these things that we have. Again, I'm going ahead of myself, but I want you to understand that when we read scriptures now, we've got to read them, hear them, see them and know them from a nationalist point of view. Nationalism will cause us to become patriotic. What is patriotic? One who defends, loves, honors, and will fight for their country through it all. Can I ask you a question? How many of you know the national anthem for this country? Pastor Crystal does. Pastor Daniel does. Pastor Priscilla. You know it. Do you know it, guys? You don't know it. 
I just want to do a test. Those of you at home, can you tell me, do you know the national anthem for the Great Britain? And be honest, I don't personally. I don't. You can let me know at home because I think we might need to interact a little bit tonight so I know that you're with me. So I know you're with me. Any country who is ready to take on Pastor Antonio says last three words. <laughs> Someone else said just the chorus. They said, no, I don't. Excuse me. If you come from a country like China, South Korea, not North Korea, South Korea, you can get beheaded for not knowing the national anthem. You will be beheaded for not understanding the constituency of your country. They instill nationalist ideas. They instill their country's ideologies into their people, which causes them to defend and fight for their countries. These men become servicemen by default. Do you actually know the definition of serviceman? You know, I like my synonyms. I found words like a fighter, warrior, a soldier. If we are to be servicemen, Leah, it's going to take extreme patriotism, nationalism, but knowing why. Because if we do not build, you do know the world is not coming to save us. Please pay attention, my dear. It will save Pleroma. It will help you. If we do not know our why, I've even lost my thought now. If we do not build our country the way we ought to, or build systems the way we were intended to, you do know nobody is coming to help us. Nobody is coming to give you a space. Nobody handed Blacksmith and Son or Basketball Nation or Pleroma to you. They're not going to do that. Meaning we've got to create our own space for ourselves or somebody else gets to build us. And they're going to build us according to their own ideology. If we're not careful, we get built and uh, get built according to the system of Great Britain. I love what these Asians are doing. One by one, they're entering into the parliament. You see the issue why I don't celebrate, excuse me, those of you who love parliament, well done for you. I don't really celebrate much black men that enter into the parliament space or the governmental space. Do you know why? Their education was still by the white man. Their understanding, their ideologies, their philosophies, what they believe is still predicated on what the white man has told them. All the way from college to university, all they know is what the white man has told them. So what are they? Black men, sorry, white men in black skin. That's all it is. But once I see someone like a PT, or someone like yourselves who've come with a new ideology, you do know we have to be in those spaces in almost like a disguise mode. We have to go in almost like spies so that we can overtake. This word may, you will have to chew this word with me tonight guys and take time. If we're going to rebuild the world the way we were supposed to have it, 
and do things according to the way God wanted, God wanted it, then our ideology must be fixed and it must be sure. We must understand what nationalism stands for. It's more than just raising money. Yes, our job is to help people and build systems. Yes, our job is to change lives, but ultimately it's so that God can claim back his own glory here on earth. I don't want to make that spiritual. I want to make it very logical and practical because it means that we will have to understand some things. It means that when we are in education systems, we've got to know why we are there. Because I love what Pastor Dami put on his status today. He said education is uh, education teaches us how to think. Training teaches us how to act. But we've got to understand why we are educated and why we train. In our case, it's for nationalism. It's so that we can do a work. Why do we have EDCs? Why do we have these businesses? Why do we have the things that we have today as nationalists? It's so that we can propagate a work. If I'm trying to get somebody to come into the family, I'm not going to entice them that God loves you. There are new souls watching today. God loves you. He's going to fix your marriage. He's going to fix your home. Excuse me, sister. Maybe he needed that home to break. Maybe actually he needed that marriage to break so that you can get your focus back to nationalism. Your true intended call. Your soldier status. Your soldier fight. Maybe he needed you to lose that child. Maybe he needed you to lose that hair. He doesn't want to rebuild it. <laughs> he wants to rebuild a nation. And he wants you to do it. But he actually had to divorce you from some of your, uh, your, your selfish ambitions so that you can focus back on what he needed you to do. That sounds harsh, right? How could you say that, Pastor Nikki? I'm so sad. I'm so depressed. This happened to me. I'm miserable. Eh, no, no, no. If you can get your focus back right to what we were supposed to do, then I'm guaranteeing you that you will never spend a day in depression. And if you have a day in depression, you're depressed for the people. You're sad for the state of the world. You do know that rebuilding the broken walls isn't a religious cry. Rebuilding the broken walls means basketball nation. Means uh, uh, Zuriel. Means... Uh, Give me something. M culture. It means all these things that we have because one by one, we're piecing these bricks back together. One by one, we're piecing lives back together. We're saying this is the position for Chrissy Cooks. This is the position for Pastor Crystal. This is the position for this person, that person, that person. These, you all become the bricks in a wall. You understand this? Nehemiah is people were somewhere else. He was somewhere else. Nehemiah was in the king's palace. The end of that scripture says, I was the cupbearer to the king. Meaning he had access to power. Which is the seats and the positions that we ought to fill. That's how we help people. If we're not in places of power, in positions of power, it will be difficult for him to have gone to the king to say, can I go out and help? Because chapter 2 of Nehemiah would be him asking the king, can I go save my people? He had access, immediate access to the king. Meaning that he would also have the king's trust because if he's his, his cupbearer, I think they test 
what they eat first, right? Or they drink or something like that. Meaning he had the trust of the king. You see your businesses, the things that you're doing, the things that we are doing as a family. There must be, again, I want to put this in a way that you will understand. There must be sincere integrity with them. You have to go home and research that for yourself. Your businesses must have integrity so that the kings of this world, when they come to you, they will trust you. I'm not saying that you won't have problems. Integrity in the sense that you are just. You are fair. Your business almost stands like a government. I saw today with Blacksmith and Son, young people from all nations coming to barb hair. That is a just and integrous business. It's fair. It's fair. People in power will listen to you when they trust you. It says, I was a cupbearer to the king. Yet the people were scattered. Yet the people were being abused. You know, Nehemiah's position was for a time like that. PT's life, our nationalist status is for a time like today. You do know, maybe it won't be in our lifetime that we will see the, 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 the repair of Nigeria. But can I guarantee you, it started. It started. Because of the work that we do, it has started. So I'm sorry for those of you who are listening to me for the first time. And you're thinking, no, but you don't know. My life is just in disarray. My marriage, my future, my finances, my this, my that. No, 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 my dear. No, my dear. No, no, sir. God's focus was never about your individual issues. He has a national or nation agenda that he's called you to. He predestined you for something that is totally bigger than you. It's difficult to accept it because culture, our parents, like I said, they fueled us with emotion, feeling. They didn't teach us how to be servicemen, soldiers. They taught us how to cry when we were upset about something. They taught us about what is fair and what's unfair. They taught us to be good boys and good girls. Actually, mom should have even pushed us to more trouble sometimes. Mom, dad should have encouraged us to be more adventurous. To go research some more. What is the purpose of my life? What is the existence? You see why people struggle with identity at a certain age? Because they never understood vision. They were never given vision. They were given another man's dream, which is just build Great Britain. That wasn't your call in life. It's supposed to be bigger than that. But again, if you don't choose your fight, somebody will choose your fight for you. The education system as it stands today, that was given to you. Almost like by force. You do know that legally parents can get arrested if they don't take you to school. That has been forced upon you. They have made it a legislation, a law. That if you don't go to this education institution, which is teaching you only to be another institutionalized person, then you can go to jail. We were taught that rebellion is wrong. 
We were taught that if we stand up against something, you are going against the system and you can be locked away. We were given fear. We were sold fear as our identity, which is why everybody lives so scared. You're saving for a mortgage. You're saving for this because you are scared. That was sold to you as a commodity. That was given to you as a type of identity. Whereas what's been given to us as nationalism, the vision that has been instilled into us is to rebuild, is to help, is to save, is to be a nationalist at all costs. If that means we go against the system that's in front of us in Great Britain, then guess what? That's what we're going to do. That is our nationalist status. That's what makes us patriotic in what we do. That's what's making us so powerful as a family. The minute we back down is because we cower to the system that's been presented to us. It's because we've adopted fear. We've begun to look at what everybody else is doing and said, that's what we should do because we're called church. Who taught us that this is, what, this is how church should be? That was passed down, not even by our ancestors. Listen to me. Not even by our ancestors. It was given to us by the white man that fed it and sold it to our ancestors who then gave it to us. That was never who we were. Christianity was actually brought into Nigeria in 18, no, 1560 or something like that. Brought into Africa in 1560. I, I just made that number up, but it's some age like didn't know anything about the white Jesus we were educated the, remember I said remember I told you what Pastor Dami said education teaches us how to think meaning that us as Africans we were educated by the white man they taught us how to think down Pity will always say this. How is it that in sweltering heat, you will still wear suit and tie? You drink tea as your thing. Lim Limptons. We love Limpton in Nigeria. Lipton. And we drink peak milk. Education. Training teaches us how to think and teaches us what to do. It's so bad that even Lord Lugard, who was a commissioner for Nigeria at a time, even his wife said, listen, honey, it's too hot here. We've got to go. And so after he, Lord Lugard, all, his job, all, all he did was ensure that Nigeria remained divided. That's what he did. He ensured that Nigeria as a continent or a country rather remained divided. Even though he, he, his job was to unite them, but actually, if you do the research, some of the ideologies that were, they were presenting was naturally divided because you two also came with a, with a different tongue. So how was everybody supposed to understand one language? 
He kept them divided. And that's fine. Guys, the power that we will have as elite prosperity, as nationals for the family, is to remain united. It's not in our blood too. <laughs> it's not in our education too. Don't forget the life of a man is in his blood. So if the education of your parents is to be divided or divisive and have individualism as a religion, because individualism is a religion. If that's what they are, they naturally innately pass it over to you. So I'm not surprised when you don't want to share with your sister. I'm not surprised when we don't want to work with our brothers. When we don't want to do this or do that. It's in our blood. But what nationalism is supposed to do is to purge us. That's why our work is constantly recalibrating us. Every Thursday is like recalibration. Every time you listen to a PNPT or the leader, it's recalibrating the way you think. We are re-educating ourselves into the order that God intended us to know things. Are you with me tonight, family? I'm teaching us about nationalism tonight. I can entice you of all the good things that we're doing. We're building this business, that business, pleroma, and da 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 da. But why again? What for exactly? And some of you may say, is it just about Nigeria? No, we're speaking about black people in general. The liberation of black people in general. But even in that liberation, in freedom, there is still laws. I told you this before, right? There is still laws. But our laws now are, are almost spiritual in the sense, uh, they're spiritual in the sense that we have been able to make them logical but i'll explain that as we keep going along so that we don't think that we're just free to do whatever no we're free to think as a nationalist that's our freedom so we've been freed into thinking for nationalism you might want to note that down somewhere our freedom isn't the freedom i can just be myself now no you can be yourself as a nationalist do you understand freedom because if free people free people, what are we freeing you into? Uh-huh. I'm freeing people into nationalism. So if the next person comes in and I'm saying, okay, we've got a new admin lady in the team, she's got to be admin according to nation standard. Not according to her own ideology. The easiest way to divide, guys, yeah? The easiest way to separate is to begin to think for yourself. Do you understand that? The easiest way to cause division amongst anything is to begin to think for yourself. Have your own ideals, your own ideologies. And when I say think for yourself, not think for, not, not, that's not me telling you to stop thinking. No, we must think. But when we think, we're thinking according to what? Nationalism. But the minute you start thinking towards your own selfish desires your own individual way of life. That's when division comes in. Remember I taught you about the trick of littleness. Is when you see small wins, right? It's what happens. It's like you see a little bit of freedom. It's like, ah, now I can do whatever I want. Now I don't need this anymore. No. The vision is actually hidden 
in our identity. What I am is nationalism. What I am is a nation builder. By birth in the word. Let's read Genesis chapter 11, please. I really hope you're following me tonight. I do hope. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. Yes. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar. Can, 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 you hear, can you hear her well? Can you hear me well, in fact, yeah? Go on, please, Mark. Read from verse 1. I told you there's a lot of reading tonight, so please bear with me. Go on. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. Yes. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Yep. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. Yes. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. Please, guys, can we read this back in the context of what's happening in Nigeria? Because we're using that as an example. I'm going to have to read this again so that you can follow me through with this. It says, now, the whole world had one language and one common speech. Vision is actually a language. Please note that down. I don't have to speak Congolese to be one with Christelle. Our language is now vision. It says, now the whole world had one language and one common speech. As people move eastward, as people move eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They use brick instead of stone, problem number one, and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city. Did you hear anything about money here? Did you hear anything about resources? What did you hear? How, you, you heard vision, one language. What enables us to build as a family, guys, is vision, one language. I love this so much, you know, guys. Before we think that we have to have Igbo speak Yoruba and Yoruba speak Hausa, and that's going to take long, fam. It's going to take long. It is not even necessary. When we get to Acts, you will see, you will see this in a, in, a, in a different light again. Is it come, let us build ourselves a city with, with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Then it goes on to say, but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the people were building. The Lord said, if as one one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. 
come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not, underst so they will not understand each other. Now, it was saying here that what they were building was not in accordance to him. So he came to scatter it. Do you remember what we read in um, Nehemiah? They were unfaithful, so God scattered. The issue that Nigeria had isn't a language barrier. Isn't the fact that they had multiple languages. I was reading today, I think I saw 523 different languages. In it, geez, in Nigeria. That's not the issue, my dear. Because how many languages are there in the UK? Yet we're building. In fact, if you go to Slough Station, you will see it's in um, Erdudi. Erdu. Whatever it is. There are many languages here. But guess what? The constituency of this country prioritize pushing one vision if you look at the state of Nigeria today you will see there is no vision remember scriptures that will say my people perish due to lack of knowledge lack of understanding it's the understanding they are confused And God will allow that confusion until he finds a Nehemiah. Until he finds a, a nationalist. Until he finds a set of people who are ready to build according to his grand design. So you do realize that it does, it, it, people can still build. Right? You've got Apple. That's a building. You've got all these things. He will still allow them to build, guys. He will allow them. But when it starts reaching the heavens, when it starts touching his throne, can I say that? Would you understand if I say it like that? Apple can still not touch God's throne like that in all its grandness. When it begins to get to the point where it's touching God's authority, God's power, that's when he will have to step in. When he steps in, he steps in with a man. He steps in with a, a savior. Remember the Bible would say things like, work out your own salvation. We've got to become the saviors. The way we do that is by seeing that there is a visionless nation. Now it's time to build. Everything that you're doing here with all your businesses, with all your coming together, with all your intelligence, with all your understanding, you do know we're using those as instruments, tools, as the stones we will use to build Africa, to build the black community again. I'm not surprised when they shout out the, um, the, 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 the treasurer, that Kwame guy. He was in office for like two days just because they wanted to do diversity inclusion. His name is not Kwame, that is Thomas. Thomas Smith or Joe Bloggs. They can easily then. But you see these ones that are coming into power now, these Asians, these are builders. These men have fought. They've been educated. I know exactly what they're doing. Come on, how can our mayor and our prime minister? 
Let me tell you. Every infusion of word that we get, every time we get stronger in our understanding of nationalism and our call, right? Every person we meet, every system we get into is an opportunity to propagate the work. That means to continue it, to perpetuate it, to grow it, to establish it, to fortify it. What do you think the British were doing in Nigeria? They were propagated. What do you think the Portuguese were doing there? What do you think the German and the French were doing in Congo? You think they like it there? They came to infuse their patriotism. They came to submit their ideologies. And it didn't matter the language barrier. Speak Lingala, you speak your Lingala, it's fine. But let me give you vision. Do you follow me and me tonight? But unfortunately, I think God really wants that Africa. He really wants it so bad. So it's like all of these countries came in, they couldn't do it, so now they've claimed independence. None of them are still independent, by the way, but it's a start. We needed the independence to, to do a job, because don't think, we've only, no Nigeria only, was only made independent in 1960. Same with Ghana, I believe. When was your independence? 1959. Meaning you're still new in your independence. Imagine having 2,000 years or uh, 1,958 years of being bound by something. You're still relatively new. So there is hope for Africa, guys. There is hope for the black man, guys. Your independence is still very fresh, which is why he had to raise up someone like PT in this generation to get them ready for their next level of freedom. Because the man of color, once you give them vision, those people are mad skilled. And don't think I'm racist, I'm neglecting the white people. If you're white, you can build as well. I'm happy. I love it. I'm building with you together. It's more than color, language, creed. I'm speaking about vision. Speaking about vision. You want to say something? You found something. So he said he scattered them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. Guess what he did? He confused the vision. Confused the vision. They didn't know why they were building anymore. They didn't know why they were building. Finish reading. Read it because this will prove my point. Verse 8, I think. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, mm. and they stopped building the city. Did you hear that? They stopped building. Vision had stopped because even listen, even if their language is different. Uh, where's Ryan? I think the Polish guy was over here today trying to mow our lawn. The vision was to mow the lawn. What's my business if you speak Polish? Or is the vision is mow the lawn? Is he still alive? He's still alive. Okay. They, he brought he brought a toy to come and shave this this compound I looked at the guys I even from the window I just said you're doing a fine, fine there the thing was carrying him 
the lawnmower was, was mowing him. Go on, please, Mark. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. Yeah. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Jump to uh, Acts for me, please. Is that what I give you? Acts 2. They didn't give you any scriptures. Acts 2. When the day is, is Mika on? Is Hannah on? Is Faith on? Because I sent you a list of scriptures tonight. If you can kindly send them to the Bible reader who is domicella tonight, that would really be helpful. Acts chapter 2. Maybe you want to read it in the ERV version, actually. I like the way it's put. From verse 4. Acts chapter 2 from verse 4. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Excuse me. Yes, ma'am. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. And they began to speak different languages. Excuse me. They were all filled with the word. You remember that, isn't it? PT said, actually, the Spirit is the word. Uh, let me give you another scripture for that. Uh, John chapter 6, 63, just in case you think I made that up. You want to read it, Crystal? You seem like you you can read it. Give yeah, give her the mic. Maybe you'll have to come closer as well then, Ma. Allow her. Sorry, Pastor. It's good. You can share it amongst yourself. So, okay, you you will help each other get scriptures up. Yes, please. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to talk in other tongues or languages. Is that John 6, 63? Read John 6, 63 first, and then we'll go back to the Acts. The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. Yeah. The words I have spoken to you, they are all full of the Spirit and life. Did you hear that? The words I have spoken to you are filled with the Spirit. So go back to Acts for me now and read. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And they began to speak different languages. They were all filled with word. They were actually filled with vision. Are you with me? They were filled with vision. Remember I told you that when we listen to word now, we're listening for what? Instructions. So guess what? He filled them with word. Word comes with instruction, right? The only way you're able to translate instruction is through word isn't it so he filled them with the spirit that can do the ability you've got to be able to take the power of the word and translate it oh, or take the word and translate it to power I don't know how to say that in a better way but finish reading this and I'll, I'll get there I'll get there hopefully Yeah, convert. The Holy Spirit was giving them power, power to do this. There was. Did you hear what I was saying? Yeah, thank you very much. So the the word must convert into power to do. Makes sense. The word must come in and convert itself into 
an ability. Is that a good way to put it? That is the power. Anything you do is ability. Also, as I have some assignments for you, by the way. It must convert itself into an ability. So let me tell you something, guys. Let me go off on this for a minute, actually. Do you know that two people can be in the same lecture, listening to the teacher? Two people can be in church, listening to the same word. One person has got the vision of the word. And the other person is just hearing it. You do know their results will be very different. Because the way they're hearing and receiving word is contingent to the vision. Whereas this other person is just hearing it for their own religious reasons. And so you'll wonder why, how come so-and-so is able to produce so-and-so at the end of the month and this one isn't? Or how come so-and-so has done this and that one can't? It's the interpretation of word into power. It's the conversion of word into power. So you can talk it, but the next thing will be, can you live it? And the proof of that, or the proof of whether or not you can live word, is how much you take in and how much you also get rid of. So you've got to take some things out in order to be filled with the right thing. You cannot mix it. You can't mix the word with your intelligence. You can't even mix the word with what you think you know. It still won't work. It can only be the word. Which is why baptism is crucial. Because it's almost like the dying and denying of yourself to take on this new life. Go on, please, Mark. Go on, then. Power definition. But that's not where I'm going. But go on. Ability to act or Thank produce you. an effect. Very, very good. Power. The ability to act or produce an effect. So, the word must come in. The spirit of the word must come in. But it must convert itself into an ability to do and to act. That is power. Why is that important? Because the word came into a rabbi. The ability now is blacksmith. Somebody may say, but somebody else in the world, yeah, but no, that's different because he's in vision. Are you with me? Somebody else can say, but there's so many other barbers that also got it, even in lockdown. They, 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 his own is different and you can see why it's different based on what we did yesterday. None of them were doing what Rabbi was doing. Bringing communities together. Bringing peoples together. He's now working on vision. He's blacksmith because the assignment needed a blacksmith. He's a barber because that's what the work needed. The word has come in, converted itself into the ability to act. I didn't say perfect. I didn't say good boy, good girl. That's what our parents taught us. Because you would think that, uh-uh, shouldn't have you been in church now, you should be a good boy. Shouldn't you not be swearing anymore? Actually, I think when you get this work, when you get nationalism, excuse me, you swear some more. Everything is like a swear word. Because you get it now. It's like, oh my days. I don't know if anybody else gets that at times. Again, keep reading so I don't go off topic. 
think you have to read back from verse 4 again because we've, 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 we've lost it. Go on. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And they began to speak different languages. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit was giving them the power to do this. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? He said, read again, please, Ma. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the word, the ability. Then... And they began to speak different languages. But, go on. The Holy Spirit was giving them the power to do this. Yes, the word was giving them the power to do this. Yes. There were some godly Jews in Jerusalem at this time. Sadducees and Pharisees. Yeah. They were from every country in the world. A large crowd came together because they heard the noise. Mm -hmm. They were surprised because as the apostles were speaking, everyone heard in their own language. Did you hear this? You're not with, are you with me, guys? As the apostles were speaking one language, vision, they all understood. Yet they had different languages. Can you see why I have hope in Nigeria now? Do you get why I have hope in Africa? Do you get why I have hope for the black person? Even the Barbasian and the Jamaican Marsha and the Trinidadian and the Bayesian. Yes, there may be very diff- many different languages, but should the vision be one, we will all understand. There were Hispanics that came to the service on Sunday that don't understand a word of English. What's brought them here is division. They see the community building. They see the nation building and they want to be involved. Everybody on the outside will question, but why? This African man, not only does he, not only is he not a British African, he's African African with an accent. And you're Spanish. With an accent. It's double wahala. But what is keeping us? What is the one language of this family? It is vision. What is the one language that will solidify Africa again? It's vision. That is our true identity. So being a Nigerian doesn't matter. Being a Spanish person doesn't matter. What we have called our identity now is actually nationalism. Are you following me tonight? This is what we are teaching. This is what we are propagating. So I can be with a Jewish person and get along. Why can we get along? Because of vision. I can be with an Indian. Or a Japanese or whoever. And get along because our vision is one. That's how you start building. It's not money first. Money comes after the fact. When we, you see, this is why unification is crucial, guys. Listen, if we don't unify, we will be broke. Please note that in your notes. Note that in your notes. If we do not unify, if we are not one in vision, we will not have money. We will not have economical resources. We will not have free-flowing finances. We will not have bread, money. 
read this thing again, please, Ma. You know, I took this from Thursday's word, by the way. I took this from Sunday's word. When PT started speaking about history, when he started speaking about unity, when he keeps speaking about Nigeria, left to me and left to you guys, you couldn't care less about Nigeria, really. It's the truth. But I had to do some more digging in, some more research. Like, why is he adamant? And why is he so patient with it? And why hasn't he gone just yet? Because he can. There are people that are hopping up to, to this place and that place every hour on the hour. Nothing changes. But you see, if you're patient enough and if you build right, you don't need to go to nations. They come to you. And they've started. Don't forget, nations first start with what? People. One by one, you're getting the most influential. You're getting the ears of the kings, in quote, of those nations. You're getting immediate access with the greats of those nations. How many pastors do you know in the UK that speak to some of the Afrobeat artists that we call cousins? Cousin Dave. How many do you know? Is it your K-I-F-F? Is it? Let me know. Let me just stop. It's not. Because all we were taught in church and religion was an individualism ideology. And it doesn't build anything. I told you yesterday, you want to remain relevant? If we're going to remain relevant, then we've got to adapt to change. We've got to accept change. Let me give you an example. Look at your church today, your parents' churches. The reason why they are not relevant is because they did not do what? Adapt to change. They remained the same. They decided not to fight. They decided to not be servicemen, yet they call themselves this. Because the true serviceman is actually a soldier, a fighter, a warrior. Do you know another synonym said a regular? Do you know how mad that is? Meaning that every man is supposed to just be a soldier. It's a, it's a natural status. Mad, isn't it? Mad. I love synonyms. It said there, regular, meaning that that's just a natural disposition. It's who you are to be a soldier. That's a serviceman. We, we tend to think servicemen are just like the maintenance man. Have you heard of that? Servicemen is a maintenance man or a plumber. Do you know what that, that job is? It's still to defend and to keep something. Even the word maintenance should tell you something. Our job is to fight to keep the standard. Our job is to uh, don't let the thing go. We used to disregard janitors. They keep the building alive. Those of you who are doing small, in quote, roles or acts of service in the family, you are keeping the family alive. Don't look down on them. Say, I'm just a cook. Huh? If we don't eat, what do we do? We die. Thank you, sir. 
I just do admin here. Eh? So, who's going to make sure that um, uh, is it Adeyinka, Adedoyin is on? Who's going to make sure that uh, Sister Cecilia is on? Who's going, to be, who's going to make sure Lilibet gets my message? Who's going to make sure that Marsha gets the SoundCloud after service? You are a soldier. You are a warrior. You are a serviceman. Because you defend a work, the work. You defend the vision. You ensure not only do, that you defend the vision, that you extend it. You make sure that it goes further and further. You make sure that it reaches the unreachable. You make sure that it touches the untouchable. You make sure that an osas, a charisma, a whoever get access to hearing the kind of word we are hearing today. You are servicemen soldiers. You can decide to take on the soldier status from today. You don't, there's no certificate or qualification. qualifies you. Let us finish reading this Acts and then I'll begin to start rounding up. The sound, ma. Is it back now? Is it back? Is it back? Are we good? I think it's back. Go on, please, ma. A large crowd came together because they heard the noise. Yes. They were surprised because as the apostles were speaking, everyone heard in their own language. Yeah. They were all amazed at this. They did not understand how the apostles could do this. Mm. They said, look. These men we hear speaking are all from Galilee. You see, the UK government could not understand how we were able to get the guys from the ends together. It was confusing. It's an apostolic call. It's what PT is. Servicemen are apostolic people. They know how to gather and they use style to gather. They create systems and ways that bring people together, the most unlikely people together, from the Hispanic to the French to all types of people. So the godly men, did you hear what he said there? He said the godly men were surprised. They didn't understand. Who are the godly men, the religious men, those in the churches preaching, uh, God, God just loves you, just come and give your life, your altar, your this, your that. It's bigger than that. Because after I give my life, and then what? After I'm a good girl or good boy, then what? You live an unfulfilled life. That's why people cry out about their identity. Have you heard doctors at 52 saying, I'm just changing my life now? Hang on, you are a bona fide doctor. Your salary is probably like a million an hour. Why are you changing the course? Because that wasn't their true identity. When they were predestined, they weren't predestined to do that. Guess what? Parents, culture, religion told them that that's the right thing to do. I'm 
many of your parents encouraged you to do things like study to go and do medicine, go and study to be a lawyer, go and study to be an architect or a mathematician. There you come back and say, I, I, I'm, I'm doing media. Eh? You, know, you know, the kind of was. My dad will say things, if I give you cellular, meaning the print of the phone will land on was on your face. If I give you cellular, you just knew what time it is. You wouldn't dare try it. They'd call them Mickey Mouse degrees or Mickey Mouse subjects. Now the most wealthy people in the world is media. They're truncating doctors, lawyers. In fact, the doctor and the lawyer are working for them. It is fear that was indoctrinated into us from a very young age. Emotion indoctrinated to us at a very young age. Who says you should marry? Who said you should even have kids? Who says that the age you marry is this? You know, for a very long time, you know, as a child from 18, I used to say, I can't wait to leave this house at 18. When 18 came, I was begging to stay. Begging to stay. Then I had the vision and dream that by 25, I'm going to have married. I'm going to be on my first child. I was, isn't it, Pastor David? You were thinking that with me, isn't it? Oh, he said no. He said absolutely no. I was thinking about the next chick, even when I was talking to you, sis. There was someone else I was going to be. There was a story that I shared with them yesterday uh, about Pastor David. Anyway, um, we, I just had it in my head that, okay, I'm in uni now. At 25, I'm going to marry. Then I'm going to have kids. Then we're going to buy a house. We were sold an ideal that was given to us. Who was it given to us to? From, for it, for it. Sorry, who gave that to us? The white man. To keep us locked and caged into a system. I think marriage, if, if, if marriage isn't based on vision and purpose, I actually think it's one of the most killing agents and killing pills that you can take for yourself is to marry wrong or to marry out of purpose, is to marry out of time. Because you're spending so much time trying to fix what was never supposed to be in the first place. That you neglect the building that you were intended for. You're spending time trying to raise kids that you have no vision for. You didn't build any system for these kids. And this is why I say to some of my leaders now, don't you dare just go start breeding without having a system in place. What for? To pass your child back to this, this corroded system? No. Listen, I had to wait for the institute. We had to, I'm so, we're still waiting for them until they organize themselves. Look, I'm not sending them to the one that I know out there. Don't forget, education is to teach you how to what? Think. Imagine if the institute get this thing right. We're going to be teaching our kids nation building. They're not going to do the system, the school system, the way the world does it. They've seen that. And they've seen how much it failed them. 
And I love the fact that it has to be a Pastor Dami because he's been through that education system as rigorous as it was. First class engineer, yet you're working on billion pound contracts to only see one P at the end of the month. And I think he will allow, he shared his own story, isn't it? He's come from Dartford. I went to that house in Dartford. I think this kitchen is the same size of the house. Yet that's the first class engineer. Youngish chartered. Almost sounds prestigious, but guess what he would have been? He would have been another Thomas. White man in black skin. Because his education, his indoctrination, was actually the system created by the white man. And the white man is not bad, guys, before you start going around. Is it the white man's fault? No, 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 no. They're just doing their job. They're just doing what they need to do. And actually, thank God for them. Because at least they allowed us to get to this far so that we can prove ourselves. Excuse me. I'm not going to fight a mouse. I want to fight demons. And the systems that have been built up around us, they are demonic. They're huge. If I'm going to fight, I'm not going to fight a chicken. I'm going for Goliath, in other words. If the black man is going to fight, we've also almost got to look small and outnumbered and incapable. That's the proof that God is really who we say he is. That's the proof. In our smallness, we have the ability to do mighty, mad things. In this little nationalism that we have and that we've been speaking on and doing, look how much work we've been able to do. To the point that they're speaking about us in Parliament. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Do you know what they take to Parliament? World news. They're speaking about little you. That's David and Goliath situation stuffs right there. That's rebuilding broken walls against all odds in persecution, outside of persecution. We've just decided that if this is what we say we are, then we're going to do this thing well to the very end. When we are called to raise leaders, raise finances, there's no in, in and if and buts or maybes about it. Actually, it's innate in who we are. It becomes us. So if we're doing anything outside of that or foreign to that, I have to go and check. What's the vision? Why are you here again? Do you understand why? Do you know why? Or have you become selfish? Are you considering the day you get back with that your chick? You're just waiting for that day, right? Eventually, she's probably going to leave me and just allow me to just be there. We will, but that's the day you die. It will be irresponsible of me as your leader to not place certain demands on you as a soldier. Excuse me. I don't think a soldier will go to war and just decide that, I'm going to do my own thing while everybody else, you know, that's what allows the enemy to come in and win. I told
told you, if we're not unified, guess what, what will happen? We'll be broke. Broke isn't just money broke. Broke also means that somebody else will be leading us. Broke also means that we will keep losing battles. Even though we look promising, even though we look equipped, even though we look like we have the potential to do some things, we will fail miserably. Our intention isn't to fail, it's just that issue, that rooting, that cause that we were birthed with has to be replaced with what we call nationalism. It's nationalism that will unify us. What's my business with a roof in Budapest? What's my business with an Ossas in Nigeria? If not for vision. As we're receiving more and more word, let the word come into you as instruction that fuels the ability on the outside of you, in the things that you do. As the word kept coming into Clement, doctor, he became the serviceman soldier with the camera in his hand. As the word kept coming in again, I told you that our work is transformational. Remember, I always say this, the work that we have is transformational. The leadership that we have is transformational leadership. I didn't say character modification leadership. As in, my job is to make Leah a good girl. No, I want her very bad. I want a very bad, a very good, bad girl. Have you, have you heard of that? Remember when we were in my Nigerian scene and I thought I was, you know, one of those girls, those runs girls. And we used to say things like, hmm, that one is a very good, bad guy. After he did a mad thing. He's done one drop. We've gone to Coventry. We've gone to Birmingham. We've gone to Manchester and done one mad drop. We say, that's a very good bad guy. You don't know Lukman. Oh, yes. Gomez. That's Shegan is actually Gomez, by the way. It's just that I don't want to use his name. We're still looking for Shegan. You don't know what Gomez did. That's a very good bad guy. That's, that was our language. What that means is he went against the law but did something with a great result. So I don't need her to be a good girl. I need her to be a very good bad girl so that she can lead Pleroma. Bad just meaning I'm whatever it takes. I'm Whatever I need to do, I'm going to do. When we get to our giving time and we're saying weekly giving now, I'm looking for very good, bad people. Saying, you know what? Whatever it takes is, whatever it takes, whatever you consider moral or immoral, that's for you and your God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Very good. The things that I've done to give, I know why I can do that. I know why I can do that. The things I've done to make sure that there is 
an economy in this house and there's resources and finances in this house. I know why I can do it. I can never expect Domicella to do it, even though she can do her own thing. Domicella's funny, but Domicella is the best. That, that's, you know when you say, that's my G. She's my G. So today I had to educate her. <laughs> I had to educate her. I said, sis, I know you love me. And I know you're loyal to me, but actually I need you to be a bit more objective. I need you to have a more holistic approach to things. Your job now is to become an advisor. Yeah. Now we refine our relationship. Now we get a better understanding of our relationship. You've got to advise. So there are things that in your heart you know, Ma, maybe we shouldn't do that right now. Or maybe, Ma, uh, let's think like this. Or maybe, uh, maybe we should go to HQ today. Or maybe we should not eat that doesn't. Um, is to begin to advise. Because again, you're looking at me as a nation leader. And you're, not, you're sizing me up according to that standard. Not just Pastor Nikki anymore. You're looking at me as a revolutionist. Meaning that we've got to be right all around. So our relationship will also have to evolve. She's not just a girl that carries my bag or drives me around. No. That's an advisor. Even though I need to know that when it does need to go arms house, I need to know that she can quickly switch back to that mode. But also as she grows and develops, she's got to understand that her role has to grow too. She's not going to be bag lady ever. She's not. The fact that she sews the way she sews, sews the way she sews, already lets me know that also is a nation leader. Global leader. A serviceman. Thank you. A soldier. She becomes an advisor. Now don't think, oh though, because you two, you're a leader now, you can advise me. You will be surprised that you two will get cellular. Um, and I've got two as well. So one on each side. Bass boss, bass boss. I'm joking. <laughs> you know some people can say, let me advise. No, you don't. There's some people that you don't try that with me. You, you will just see that I won't, just won't respond. There's some people that I can take advice from. Okay, I'll even ask, what do you think? I want to hear your thoughts. That's because our relationship has evolved to that level. See, black people, we, 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 we have an entitled spirit that we just we can advise anyone and anyone about things you yourself don't even know about. You don't understand that you're advising. It's such a corrupt and corroded mindset to think that way, you know. And I know for true that someone like, she's not, don't say it's not Ghanaian, by the way. No way, no how. She's not Ghanaian. She's not. What's her Ghanaian? Good. She even says she's our one. She's not. That's how she fancied Daniel. She knew that she was going back to Africa. And back to Nigeria. No, she knew it. She is not Ghanaian. Because Ghanaians are very sneaky people. Oh. Not the ones we have here. They are very sneaky. They think they're smart. I clocked them a long time ago. So I played it. I act dumb for most of them. You know, if you think I don't know you, you're 
planning your life within my life. I know you. I know you. You see, leadership teaches you so many things. They think they don't know, but you know. <laughs> we know. Sneaky people. Nigerians are just, Nigerians are obviously just corrupt. So we, we, there's no uh, balance. At least the Ghanaians, they're sophisticated with it. They cover it with being nice. Is my screen back on? Am I? Is it me? Oh, okay, sorry. Um, <clears throat> what was I saying, guys? It's those Ghanaians. There's no one here that I'm referring to. I'll, we're, we're nationalists here, isn't it? Let me go back to my thoughts tonight, guys. So, everything we are doing now, from M Culture, all the businesses, all the houses, the EDCs, um, and as much as they are economical development centers, we are raising servicemen, soldiers, who are being re educated and retrained according to the way God intended. And so, every gift, every talent, every resource that you get in this house, you do realize that's supposed to be contributed back to the family. It's not for your individual glory. It was given you, entrusted to you, so that you can rebuild the broken walls. And park on this notion of unity. Just in case it comes into your mind that you can do it by yourself. You can't. Nobody was ever born to do it by themselves. Otherwise, what would be the need for you? What would be the need for family? What would be the need for parenting? It's just that unfortunately, all these years, we kind of got it wrong. So we're getting it back right now. And that takes time to swallow this kind of word, my days. Tough stuff. To accept this kind of word because it's not what you're used to. You're used to hearing, and God is good all the time. What does that even mean? When you think about it, what does that even mean? Like, really? Somebody is shouting up and down, sweating like a, a gamma lizard or a Christmas goat. That, no, no, no. If you think about it, that's pantomime. That's, that's theater. That's what you give. You're giving your time to watch pantomime. You don't need to go to West End. Just go to just go Old Kent Road. That's it. Old Kent Road is the real Soho where they have all those theaters. That's the real one. The things you will get there, comical. When you really deep it though, guys, just look at it. Every time you left church, didn't you leave a little bit more depressed? Or you would have got a little charge up in the moment, feeling inspired, okay? You've left the same. Irrelevant, no change, no vision, no fight, no ideology, no drive, no mission. No hope for tomorrow. No future thinking. 
nothing to say we will build a legacy on I'm, i love davido's album there's one song that says um legends cannot die legends can never die and i love that so much and i i subscribe to that line of thought even in your death you're, you can be alive even listen nationalism is so strong that even if even when rather we all go we're still very much alive because we became legends in this work who are the legends of today people that fought against all odds pushed an agenda until they saw the reality of it persecution or non-persecution is that not what Christ did what Jesus did is a legend today because of what he suffered so in as much as we enjoy ourselves as nationalists we're also going to go through the suffering and you've got to prepare yourself for that that's the validation of your fight i'm going to leave it there so that i don't overload you too much but i hope you've taken away a few things tonight what you're going to go away and do with yourself is ask what is my position in this fight as a soldier what have i been called to do what position do i play jahel's position was to just be at home and one day one day eventually she's going to use her position as a housewife to take down the whole enemy you guys don't even understand rehab sis was a nation builder oh if i had time i'll take you to sis was a nation builder the reason why she was going out to prostitute herself also she can feed her family even when the spices is only you I would take she was adamant that my family must come she wanted to build and she can see that these two spies have come to do just that she was a nation builder very good bad girl that's what you call a very good bad girl one more thing that I so are you encouraging prostitution i'm encouraging what the bible says sha this what they said she's a, she, they put, is she not in the hebrews Is she in Hebrews 11? Is she in the Hall of Fame of Faith? She's there, the prostitute, right? The one prostitute. Prostitute. Aha. So I'm not encouraging it before somebody will go and say, "Listen, I'm one leg." That's not what I'm saying. You will be an idiot to do that. But I'm saying she did what she had to do. It's almost like she was actually waiting for those spies to come. She knew one day one day these people will liberate us. She'd been looking for them, waiting for them. This woman was a nation builder. What is your position in this fight? What is your position in this family? And are you ready to really build? Are you ready to truly lay your life on the line? Are you truly ready to become a legend? not an individual self-glorified legend but as a family if we speak about pt or any of the leaders or nationalism we're speaking about you 
You are the pillars that make this work. We are the pillars that come together to make sure that every time we put on a show, that it's good. So my question is, are you truly ready to build? Because if you are, it's going to take extreme patriotism. It's going to take almost like an obsessive behavior. It's going to take you being totally indoctrinated with this vision. You may not completely understand it sometimes, but you just believe it. You're sold of it. Your, 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 your heart is sold out. There's no two ways about it. Even in the days where it's like, I don't understand. It's so hard. Why am I the ones that's not this? Why am I not this? Why am I, huh? Yes, there'll be days that you get that. There'll be days where it feels long. There'll be days where you go back to your old mindset and you begin to regress and start to think, when will I marry? When will I have kids? Why am I not a millionaire yet? But you quickly remember the vision. You go back to your language. Disunity isn't first, I don't speak to my brother and sisters. Disunity first starts with what you feed your mind. Disunity starts with the different languages you begin to listen to. You start going to, I'm going back to my mom's house this weekend. Oh my gosh. You don't know what you're doing to yourself. You're fueling yourself with another language. You do realize that David had to go away from his parents. They had to come find him. Jesus, he says his parents, who's that again? We are family based on vision. In fact, you can say things like vision is bigger than blood or stronger than blood. Yeah. You can boldly say that vision is stronger than blood. Leah, do we have the same blood type? Leah, do we share, do we, are we the same skin color? You lighty, lighty, isn't it, sis? Yellow. Yellow. Oh, she said she brown. She tell me she, no, no. Um, <laughs> what keeps us serving together? All right. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you. We'll Amen. Start, well, I want to speak. Let me say this first. Um, it's the vision timely stuff the word amen <laughs> vision is stronger than blood would you be offended so that means I should neglect my mom if she's not vision person 100% yes and as you mature in this work you will know how to even work with them maturity would teach you how to deal with uh the everyday man, the nomad, the layman. And eventually you will have enough influence to influence them, just like David did with his parents, just like Jesus did with his parents. End with Proverbs chapter 4.13, and I'll close with that one. I think that was the last scripture I had there, right? You want a life that is provoked by the word. Provocation will give you life. If we are constantly diluting the word, or sorry, digesting the word, it will provoke you. Have you had a spirit before? You know Ray and his nephew? 
does it not provoke you to do some things? Spirit. That in itself is its own language, alcohol. See the word? When it comes in, it will provoke you. I want to be provoked by the word to do the word. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 13. Hold on to my word. Do not let it go. Don't let the word go. Guard it well. Guard it well. For it is your life. For it is your life. This is Proverbs chapter 4 verse 13. It says, Hold on to instructions. Hold on to instructions. Did I tell you what we do with the word? We take what? The instructions from it. But it's first word. So I have to translate the word instruction to word because you don't get instruction without word. So when he was speaking here, he was actually speaking in reference to the word. Hold on to the word for the word is life. Hold on to instructions. Did you understand this? Because everyone's looking at, huh? Word is instruction. Every time I speak to you, 10 times out of 10, I'm trying to pass instruction in the form of words. I'm not going to start. Okay. Um, you know, even when somebody is doing, using emoji like this, I think Osas has used this emoji. Do you know he's trying to tell me something? He's trying to signal something. So words can be letters. But there is a life behind that letter that has a doing part towards it. You want something else there? Go on, read it, please, ma'am. In the TPT. So receive my correction, uh -huh. no matter how hard it is to swallow. I think another word would be receive my teaching. Mm. For wisdom will snap you back into place. Yes. Her words will be invigorating life to you. Mm -hmm. The words will be invigorating life to you. It's used word and instruction interchangeably there. Every time you listen to word now, note down instruction. That's an instruction. When you hear Thursday's word tomorrow, what are you going to do? Look for gateway to prosperity. On Thursday, I heard an instruction. And that instruction was to unify at all costs. With the most unlikable people, because you yourself are unlikable, unify. That's what I heard with your brothers, with your sisters, unify. Again, I told you on Friday why we don't unify. It's fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of you showing yourself for who you really are. It just goes back to that selfish agenda, individualism. When the call has always been nationalism. Nationalism is a corporate work. Meaning there'll be times where we will offend, upset, let down, hurt. But again, the vision is too strong that you don't let those things dwell for too long. Quickly get back in the ring and you fight. Offended people will never have money. People that don't like to take correction will never have money. I'm raising a new set of givers who so unrepentantly Whenever a call is made, because nationalism has been stamped all over you, it's what you are, it's what you do, it's what you produce. Have you been blessed by the word tonight? 
Will you go away and take one or two things and begin to work on them and begin to think on them and be provoked by the word some more to do? Remember, the spirit itself is the word. The spirit itself is life. The spirit itself has, uh, uh, has the responsibility to come into you and convert into an ability, into a power, into a basketball nation, into an M culture, into a pleroma, into a blacksmith, into a palms, into a uh, sense by CM, into a night shield, into a uh, Carnaby, into a Tony Silver, into a We Are Design into all of these 140 businesses. That is the ability. We we, listen, guys, just in case you get confused. You don't start with the ability. You start with the word, which is why we can't keep ranting and raving about, oh, we've done so-and-so. That's fine, but that's not the end of anything. That's just the tool towards something. Those businesses are tools. I can't see any comments, though. Unless nobody has got our heart. You're, 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 you're not allowing me to see this. Please take these words back into your closet. You may need to repeat them. All of you listening to my voice tonight, you are instruments. Important instruments. You are servicemen, soldiers, warriors. Ah, what was the other word I used? Warrior. Regular. That's so powerful though. You were built to be a soldier. It's what you are. No one should have to tell you, but guess what? Education. Thank you, fighters. Distorted education. So now we are re-educating ourselves. You are a warrior from Pastor Faith to Pastor Casey. From Pastor Casey to Pastor Priscilla to Domicella to Pastor Crystal to Pastor Genevieve to Pastor Chris. Powerful warriors. Those of you who are listening to my voice for the first time, I'm telling you right now, your circumstances mean nothing. Focus on your soldier status. Focus on your position in the world. What you have actually been called here to do because guess what? You weren't just born to live, go to school, get married, have kids and die. That's an unfulfilled life. Somebody else may find fulfillment in it. Again, education. They were taught to think that was the way of life. And I'm re-educating you to tell you today, it's not. So, I did doing Sola. You're a soldier. You're a fighter. You're a serviceman. All the houses must have service businesses. Every single house in the elite prosperity family must have a service business. Listen, it doesn't mean you're going to start tomorrow and make thousands and billions of pounds tomorrow because that will be the issue. This word may be for 10 years' time. Mrs. Dapo, you are a soldier, you are a fighter. No matter what problems you are facing, and I know that they are there. I know the problems are there. I know sometimes it's hard. Why am I going through this? Why is this so tough? Yeah, it's tough because you're a soldier. You've always had the ability to fight, 
but you will fight in the wrong battles. So now God has brought you towards this family to enter you into your ring, the true ring that you were called to enter into from the day you were born. Everything else was just to take you out. There is nothing about your life that is mysterious or wrong. You are exactly what you need to be for today. Everything you are right now is preparing you for what you were intended to be. So I'm grateful you're here. I'm glad you're listening. Naomi had to be a Muslim before she came to this position. Otherwise, who would she relate to? Dr. Kelechi had to be where he is, listening since 2018. Is it 2018? I think he says 2018. He had to be listening for 2018. He wasn't ready in 2018. Now he is. And he's probably wondering, why am I, uh, why am I uh, calling him a Dr. Kelechi? Oh, yes. You will advise nations. You will advise Africa. You don't think so right now. You're only thinking, I'm just yeah, this small, humble man, timid, and I just smile a lot. Have you seen Dr. Kelechi? He's so always smiling. Such a lovely face. Oh, you didn't see him smile. Everyone's looking at him. No, 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 you die again. Always smiling. The first time I met him in royal life, I said, wow. What a happy person. I don't know what he's going through at home, but this smile, infectious. Wow. Not born to go to school, get married, have children. No, 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 no. Busola, it's more than that. More than that. You've not achieved anything by doing those things. No. Again, education. Our parents told us that's applaudable. That's the way. And look at our parents. Is there anything inspiring about their lives? There's nothing I want from them. My mom was calling me yesterday. I said, sis, I'm busy. With all due respect, don't go and do that. Your mom will give you cellular. On my behalf as well. Give them double. Back, both, back. No, that's not an achievement. It's an achievement when you've raised kids. You've given a a, a, a system to and they're continuing the, continuing the legacy that's an achievement it's an achievement when you've gone to school and out of that school you've raised your own school as part of a nation work it's achievement when you leave legacy getting a car is not an achievement we've driven the best cars here from Bentley down to Brabus down to everything with Brabrabro doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean we've lived in houses. Doesn't mean anything. You perpetuating the work and fulfilling God's mission is what means everything. You are indeed soldiers. Maybe that's how we'll round up. Um, I am a soldier. I'm a servant leader. I'm a soldier. I'm a fighter. I'm a giver. I'm a winner. You do realize we were not born to be winners. That sounds mad, isn't it? Or we were not born to contend to be winners. We were naturally winners. It was regular. Do you get that? Regular. That was what we were. It's not now. We, we, you know what we do now? She says, I'm a winner. Thank you, Pastor. That's the way I asked you to do this. Um, <laughs> but 
You know, that we were never, we were never supposed to be, we were not, winning was not a thing. It was what we were. It was regular. But now we've had to make it a thing. So you can type it, it's fine. I'm a soldier. I'm a servant leader. I'm a giver. I'm a winner. I'm a fighter. I'm regular. That one is hard to hold on to, isn't it? It's like, uh-uh, so basic. But that's what it is. To be mature is to be basic. You know, as we get older, you know how things like houses and cars, it won't impress you anymore. Even our next house, you'll be surprised when we go to. Of course it's going to be amazing as what it is, but it'll be regular. It'll be regular. Servant leader. Yes. I'm a servant leader. I know you've taken some things from tonight. I've taken things from tonight. And I'm even going to develop on it and get better. This weekend is going to be beautiful. That's the truth. It's going to be beautiful. We even met with our neighbors today. You know me, I've got the can-do spirit. You know, I will, I will, climb, I will climb mountains and molehills just to see the king. Just to see the Lord. So today I went through the bushes of this house with Pastor Crystal and Pastor Domicella as my aides. And we went to go and meet our neighbors. And they were telling me, don't go. You don't know. They can have, you see in this area, they can actually have guns and just shoot you for trespassing. They should shoot me then. That was my response. Let them gun me down. You'd be surprised that the bullet would just do matrix. And we greeted them with our customary, customary way of greeting people. Shayo. He gave them the shayo and said, um, actually, we've got some kids on Saturday and I've noticed that they've got a farm. They've got horses, they've got animals there. And so they said, okay, on Saturday we'll bring them round. Um, so for the kids, we're going to have animals now as well on Saturday. How exciting is that? So if you've got kids, we're having some animals. If they fail us, listen, if they decide to fail us, we will all troop together by force and meet the pony. Say, pony, greet my child now. That's what we're going to do. Um, so, our very own zoo. Yeah, in our own backyard. Imagine, can your mom do that? The zoo that she has, there's rats. Oh, yeah. The zoo she has in her back. It's not even in the balcony. It's the balcony. There's rats there. That's the zoo that they have. You see you? Horses. And you know what horses, that means size, right? It's going to be wild. That's the, that's the truth. Yeah, it's going to be wild. The only animal was rat. And maybe the goat meat that she was going to put in the stew. Yeah. What's that, Shaki? That's the truth, Sha. Someone said, or oh, crayfish powder. <laughs> so annoying. Anyway, so 